We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. House of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Before we get into anything, let's just ask the Lord to touch us and thank Him for this opportunity and just... Uh, just lift him up and ask him to touch us, give us understanding, give us uh, his wisdom, not man's wisdom, but his wisdom, and just move through us in Sunday school this morning. Amen? Lord, we thank you right now for this opportunity. We praise you, we worship you, we glorify you, Lord. Thank you for Sunday school. Thank you for a chance to come in here and grow in our relationship with you, Lord. We ask that you touch our minds and our hearts right now. Give us understanding. Give us your wisdom today. We ask that you touch, Lord, uh, uh, the children's Sunday school this morning. We ask that you touch youth Sunday school this morning. Touch all the teachers, Lord. Bless them. Anoint them. Use them for your glory, Lord. And let somebody get revelation today, Lord, and, and be changed, Lord. We thank you today. We praise you. We speak it done right now. We believe it in your name. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to state something real quick before we get into this lesson this morning. Uh, I absolutely believe what I'm about to teach on today. Now, that's not saying that I don't believe in any of the other messages or sermons or lessons that I've preached uh, and taught in the past, because I believe all those as well. But today, I really believe this to my core uh, today, and I have always felt this. I have uh, heard preachers and uh, uh, different teachers uh, who have, who this was their calling. They would just uh, preach and teach on this subject alone every opportunity they got, wherever it may have been, if it was in their church or if they were evangelizing, this is what they believed the Lord had given them. So they taught and preached on that subject, and the Lord worked through them uh, during that time and during the time now. Um, And I would have no problem doing the same every service on this subject that we're going to teach about this morning. Uh, because I feel it so strongly. And the Lord's been dealing with me uh, on this subject for uh, probably a few weeks now. And uh, so I just want to prepare you all. And I want to say it before we go any further. It does not matter who you are, how old you are, uh, how much money you have or don't have, or uh, where you live or don't live. If you can believe God to make a way in your life, I believe he will make a way. I absolutely believe. Uh, Whatever that way may be uh, for you or even for your family, but I believe that God can and will do it. I believe that. So you ready? All right, if you would turn with me to Hebrews 11. We'll begin reading verse 1, a few scriptures in here. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, The evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then turn with me to Mark eleven twenty two. I'll read a couple more verses. And Jesus answering saith unto him, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye, ye receive them, and ye shall receive them, or you shall have them. My, my. So it was, it was fall, and the Indians uh, uh, on the remote reservation asked their new chief uh, if winter was going to be cold or if it was going to be mild. And uh, since he was uh, the Indian uh, chief in a modern society, he had never really been taught the old ways or the old secrets and uh, so when he looked at the sky, he couldn't tell uh, what the weather was going to do or what it was going to be. So nevertheless, uh, to be on the safe side, he replied to his tribe that uh, the winter was indeed going to be cold and that the members of the village uh, uh, needed to indeed uh, be ready for all the cold weather and go ahead and collect firewood just to be prepared. And since he was a practical leader, uh, after several days he got an idea. He went to the phone booth and he called the National Weather Service and asked, is uh, winter going to be cold this year? And uh, It looks like uh, this winter is going to be quite cold indeed, uh, uh, the meteorologist uh, at the weather service responded. So the chief uh, would go back uh, to his people and tell them uh, to collect even more wood in order to be prepared. And uh, A week later, he called the National Weather Service again. Is it going to be very cold uh, winter? And yes, uh, the man at the National Weather Service again replied, it's definitely going to be a very cold winter. So the chief, again, he goes back to his people and he tells them, hey, uh, it's going to be a very cold winter and uh, we should go ahead and collect every scrap of wood uh, that we can possibly find. And so two weeks goes by and uh, he calls the National Weather Service once again. Are you absolutely sure that the winter is going to be very cold? And uh, the man absolutely replied, absolutely, it's going to be the coldest winter ever. And the chief would respond, uh, well, how do you know this for sure? And the weatherman's response was, uh, the Indians are collecting wood like crazy. Uh, I just want to just tell somebody, we've got to be careful who and what we put our faith in. 
Because faith is a powerful thing. And I want to just teach to us uh, on this question this morning. Do you have little faith? Do you have little faith? And if you can see, little is little in this question. Do you have little faith? So before you go and answer this question uh, or uh, with an answer this morning uh, from this title, I want us to dive a little deeper into his word this morning about what we're going to be teaching about. I believe we all understand, at least I hope so, what has been required of us concerning faith. Uh, Per the scriptures that we just read uh, about what faith is and how much faith we can have when it comes to moving mountains and other things in our lives. Because per scripture, we don't have to have but a small amount of faith to move a mountain in our lives, right? That's what we just read. So whatever that mountain may be, or you just have to have a mustard seed of faith. We believe that, right? I absolutely believe that. However, I've had what I believe is a small amount of faith in my life for some things and for God to do some things, but they never took place. And In fact, the struggle got even more uh, harder, it seemed like, even that I had that small amount of faith that has been required of me. Uh, So I've looked around with that small amount and for some reason I find myself still sinking and still struggling and still fighting that much more. So as I began to dive deeper in the Lord and into His Word, I began to ask questions and uh, looking for something more from Him. And He took me back to a very familiar passage uh, that I've preached on so many times before. In fact... It was my very first uh, sermon. I preached from uh, this passage that we're about to read at just 12 years old. and I remember it so well, and I've preached there several times since then. And I, I was reading it, however, a few weeks ago uh, when a new revelation uh, of what God was trying to show me and answer my questions with just jumped right out to me. And now, this may not be new to anyone in this place this morning or anybody watching today, uh, but for somebody that's slow like me, it was what I needed to hear. And it was the answers that I uh, was needing for the questions that I had been asking the Lord uh, for. And so, I'm believing it will be exactly what God has in store for somebody today. So turn with me to Matthew 14. We'll be reading from verse 22. This is a familiar passage. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. 
And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water. Oh, that's powerful. He walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Now, obviously, I want us to focus on the very response that Jesus Christ has. Peter here is sinking, and he's scared, and he's obviously crying out to God to save him at this moment. However, the response of Jesus is this, O thou of little faith. Now, I'm no theologian, a theologian in this place today, and I'm no just some well-educated person with a doctorate or anything. However, I do understand Scripture. At least I try to break it down from certain commentaries and other studies that I study through. And, uh, but I do understand that Scripture says a mustard seed of faith. What does that tell me? It tells me a small amount of faith. A little faith, right? I understand the scripture that much and and enough to know that's a little bit of faith. That's all Peter needed. In fact, I think Peter's faith was much more than that. I think he had big faith. I mean, you're telling me he stepped out of the boat. When the master told him, come on, he stepped out on the boat and began to walk on water. That tells me that he had big faith. I mean, it was big faith. But yet, we find ourselves with the Lord's response saying, O thou of little faith, when he began to sink. I literally read this over and over again the other day, asking the Lord what he was trying to show me. Lord, why would you question his little faith? His mustard seed faith, why would you question that? So I did what I think anybody else in here would do. I looked up the word little. And to my surprise, it means exactly what I thought it meant. But there was something that stuck out to me. Little means not large. Not much. Small in size or number. Whoa, right? I mean, it's exactly what it means. Not large, not much, small in size or number. But it doesn't stop there. This is the part that jumped out to me. It's short in distance or time. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. We're fixing teach up in here. I'm just telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. After I read through the meaning of the word little, it finally hit me. You see, God wasn't contradicting his own word. What he was telling Peter was, you only had little faith. Meaning, you did not have faith long enough. Oh, come on somebody, you ain't hear me this morning. As soon as Peter used his mustard seed faith, which was all that was required of him to have, 
He noticed the storm and the winds and the high waters around him. And when he noticed those things, he lost his mustard seed faith. And that's when he began to sink. And that's why the Bible goes on to tell us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, you see, when we walk by sight, we only see the storm-raged waters and wind around us. When we walk by sight, we, uh, we begin to sink in the very waters we're focused on. But when you walk by faith, you walk on those storm-raged waters because your focus is on the one who your faith is in. Oh, y'all just... Uh, Now, I began to understand what the Lord was trying to tell me. He was telling me at that time and at that point, David, your faith isn't long enough. Because the moment I see my sight, the storms around me, the struggles around me, the circumstances around me, the sickness around me, I lose faith and I start to doubt. That's when I put my mustard seed that small amount that's required of me, I put it aside. And that's when I find myself sinking. I, I put that mountain that I was praying to be moved or I believing to be moved, I put it right back in that place that it was at. All because of little faith. The problem we face is we would rather believe the advertisements we see or hear about Rather than to believe what God's word declares over our life. You see, you believe the boss when he tells you, hey, you're going to get that big raise in a month. You'll see it on your next check. You believe that. But when it comes to God's word that's declaring over you and your family, well, we start struggling on that. Because it's little faith. Oh, you see, when God does not show up right away, we tend to lose faith. And that's what God is saying, oh, thou of little faith. He's not questioning the faith you had. He's not questioning you stepping out of the boat. He's questioning how long was your faith in me? How long was your focus in me that you allowed doubt to steal what I was about to do? Oh, come on, somebody. So many of us can, uh, can just agree on and, and see that our lives uh, come in comparison what Peter was doing in this passage or what had happened to Peter in this passage. The problem is not with our faith per se. Uh, the problem is we believe, and that is what is required of us for the Lord to work and even to please Him. The Bible says... Without faith, it's impossible to even please Him. So the problem is we, we've got the faith and we believe. However, we allow our faith flame to go out when, I, when it doesn't happen on our timing. When it doesn't happen right then. And you're right. You had the mustard seed faith God is wanting you to have and wanting you to know. But the fact is this. Will you still believe when the report comes back negative? 
or positive. Will you still believe that he is a healer? When your home is still in shambles, will you still believe he's a home builder? When your heart's been broken, will you still believe that he's a heart mender? How long are you willing to hold on to that faith? Because the fact is this, we've just got little faith sometimes. And God is saying, hey, I need a little bit longer. You've got to trust me. You've got to keep your focus on me because I'm going to do it if you'll just hang on. What I don't understand is, the, the, it doesn't say, and of course it doesn't say what, I'm, what my opinion's about to say, but it makes sense to me from reading the scripture, but immediately the Lord stretched out his hands. That means he was close enough to Peter. Peter was right there when his focus broke to everything around him. He was almost to Jesus. Because Jesus reached out immediately and got a hold of him. Tells me he was close enough. But yet he lost focus. He didn't have faith long enough. All he had was little faith. If he'd have just held on just a little bit longer. He'd have never seen those waters. And those around him noticed, would have noticed even more that Peter's walking on water. I'm talking about little faith. Do you have little faith this morning? I want to tell somebody today, I don't want to have little faith today. I want to walk in absolute faith today. Because I believe, and I know what I feel, and I know what the Lord gave me, but I'm standing in faith today that God wants to do something specific in somebody's life today. Don't leave here defeated because you only had little faith. Walk in faith today, not by what you see. I know what we see in society today. I know there's some of us that have certain circumstances today. I know there's some some struggles and there's some sicknesses today. But I absolutely believe, just like I preached a few weeks ago on a Sunday, that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I believe without a doubt that the Lord is pouring out His Spirit right now upon all flesh. And He's going to continue to pour it out on all flesh. Because I believe we're living in the last days. So I can't afford to walk in little faith. I've got some lost loved ones that that need me to walk in faith today. Not tomorrow, not when I feel like it, not when the news comes back good. No, I need to walk in it today. No matter what the storm rage winds and waters are doing in my life, I need to walk in faith with my focus on Jesus Christ. What is it that you need today in your life today? What is it? Because in Matthew 21, 22 says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing." You shall receive. James 5, 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Again, I ask somebody today, do you have little faith? 
Because the Lord wants to do something in this church and in somebody's life. But where is your focus? Where is your mindset right now? Is it focused on what's around you or is it focused on the main thing? And the main thing is Jesus Christ. James 1 and 6, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That means he's he just not all over the place thinking about everything else while he's trying to ask in faith. Because that's little faith. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. It's time to walk in faith today. It's time to walk in his trust today. I'm speaking to somebody today who has great faith. Is there anybody in here that's got great faith today? Who's believing God for something today in your life? Oh, I know it's just Sunday school. But for me, it's another opportunity to touch the presence of the Lord. You see, I think some people, and I'm going to just say some because I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm saying everybody or including them all in just one category, but I'm saying some people. There's some people that's not here today. You know why? Because they got little faith. They only believe God shows up at 11 o'clock. Oh, come on, somebody. I know there's other, I know there's situations, and I'm not, I'm not trying to knock nobody. I'm just telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. But there's some folks here today that it's just Sunday school. It's just Brother David teaching, Brother Jarek teaching, and your faith is little because your mindset is set on, well, 11 o'clock when pastor preaches or when the song, the singers and the musicians play my favorite song, that's when the Lord will move. That's what they call little faith. Oh. The Lord was challenging me on this message. He was telling me, hey, I'm the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the same God at 10 o'clock as I am at 11 o'clock. I'll fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost in Sunday school. If you'll step out on great faith, if you'll walk in faith, I'll heal somebody's body in Sunday school. I'll rearrange somebody's life in Sunday school. I'll do something great in somebody's life in Sunday school, but you've got to step out on great faith. Oh, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I am walking in faith today. I believe it today without a doubt. Whatever it happens, if it happens in in Sunday school, if it happens at 11 o'clock, or if it happens till we let out, I feel like somebody is going to receive what you've been praying for because you're going to be walking in great faith. I feel that today. I believe it today that God is going to do something miraculous. I feel it today. And I know there may be some baptisms today, but I believe without a doubt somebody's going to be baptized in Jesus' name today. I believe without a doubt somebody's going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. I'm walking in faith today. I didn't bring my little faith with me today. I brought what the Lord wants to do for somebody's life today. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. I feel it in this place today. We serve a God who can do the impossible, the unthinkable, the unbelievable, the unimaginable in your life today. But my question to you, do you have little faith? Little faith 
lets you leave the same way you came. Oh, I don't think y'all heard me. Little faith causes you to leave the same way you came. I don't know about y'all, but I don't need to leave the same way I came. I came to the house of the Lord to touch the Lord. And when you touch the Lord, you will not leave the same. I came walking in faith today, believing God is going to do something in LifePoint Church today. You see, when you walk in faith, then you can better understand scriptures like Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things in Christ which strengthen me. Why? Because you're walking in faith. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why? Because I'm walking in faith. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I understand those scriptures better now. Why? Because I'm walking in faith. Do you have little faith today? What are you going to settle for? What are you going to settle for today? Because the Lord wants to do something mighty in your life. You see, Peter began his walk toward Jesus in faith. He did. We all understand that now. He stepped out on mustard seed faith. But as he walked toward Jesus in faith, he allowed doubt, little faith, to interrupt his journey there. You see, we Christians often go through the same experience like Peter. We begin our journey in faith and then allow fear and doubt to counteract our faith. We have faith in the Word of God that with His stripes we have been healed until we don't feel well. Oh, I'm teaching to somebody. Y'all got quiet there. I hope y'all sucked that in, but I'm just telling you. We, we, we declare it. We speak it. We, we, we quote those scriptures, and then something happens different, and there goes the doubt. And what that doubt does, which is little faith, it counteracts the faith that we once had. Lord, I believe you for your healing. Next morning, oh, my stomach. Oh, I'm dying. You know what you did? You just created doubt over the scripture you just quoted the day before. <laughs> hey, you were shouting in church on Sunday. My children are coming home. Next day, they're still a ragheaded muffin top. I just made that up. They're still acting foolish. And now it's like, oh, you know what you did? You allowed little faith to counteract the faith that you were just shouting about. I've seen it. I, I, I've prayed for some folks. I've prayed for family members, for God to heal their body, and I absolutely believed it for them to step outside the church and go, man, I still have this sickness, that sickness. You know, I still got these issues. Well, yeah, you do. Because what you did is you had little faith, and that counteracted the faith you supposedly had. Because, you know, we say, hey, let them come. 
We'll bring the elders and we'll pray for you and we'll believe it, asking, and, and the Lord's going to do it. And, and, and I've seen pastor, pastor done it so many times, and people come up here, we get prayed for, and we believe it. And you stepped out in faith. You had that mustard seed faith that was required of you. Just a small little seed. Small. And you stepped out on it. But then, after you got prayed for, and it's time to go home, and you go back and the circumstance is still the same because that's what you're focused on now. You've let that little faith, that doubt, seep in. And now all it's done is created an obstruction between you and Jesus. And now you find yourself sinking, crying out for the Lord, and He's going, O thou of little faith. If you would have just kept your focus, you got prayed for, you stepped out on that mustard seed faith, and now what you need to do is just keep on declaring it. Keep on speaking it. I know what tomorrow is. I know what the next day is. I know what this is. I know what that is. But it's not changing the fact that I'm walking in faith, believing God for a positive report. Believing God's going to bring my children home. Believing God is going to save my family. Believing God is going to keep my finances together. Because mm. I'm talking about walking in faith today. Walking in great faith today. Again, do you have little faith? I want to finish with this. Matthew 8, 5 through 10. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy, because he's a Gentile. Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come, in, uh, come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Goeth, he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant doeth this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. He marveled at his response. And said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And then you would go on to verse 13 of that same chapter. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same hour. The Lord would say, I have found no greater faith than this in all of Israel. This man would just ask the good Lord to only speak the word. Lord, I'm not even worthy for you to even come to my house. If you'll just speak the word, I know it's going to be done. The Saturian man, when he came in contact with Jesus, what he was doing was he was walking in faith. Hey, I know if I can just get to the master, master and ask him, I know it. Once he speaks it, I know it's going to be done. And in that very same hour as he was speaking that, his servant was healed. Why? Because he had great faith. His focus was on the main thing. I'm not taking my eyes off of Jesus. 
I'm believing him for a mighty work in my life whatever circumstances are around me I understand I've got somebody sick at home I understand I've got some things that are falling apart I understand I don't know what tomorrow holds but I know if I keep my focus I know who holds tomorrow and that's Jesus Christ I want to walk in great faith Now, as the Lord has pushed this all in my heart, and I begin to just open my eyes to something that maybe I should have been opened up to a long time ago, I begin to understand mustard seed faith that much more. As long as I continue to walk in faith, my mustard seed will grow as it's designed to do. You see, we just think about the mustard seed. And that's what's required of us to have a mustard seed faith. Just that little tiny seed. But what are we supposed to do with seeds? We're supposed to plant them. And when we plant them, we're supposed to water them. And when we water them, what happens? They grow. They grow into great things. They grow into mighty things. And that's what the Lord has been trying to tell us all along. Hey, I want you to have mustard seed faith, but I want you to go plant it, and I want you to water it, and watch it grow. That's what we call great faith. But yet when we do this, we take that mustard seed and we put it in our pocket. It never hits the soil. Of our lives. It never goes any further. And what happens when the first storm that hits us. We step out on that faith. And now it's not being watered. You know the storms haven't changed. The circumstances haven't changed. It hasn't happened on our timing. Can I tell y'all it's not about our timing. God is timing. And when he says he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But it will be at the right timing. We've just got to continue to trust in Him and focus on Him and let go of the little faith. Because that little faith, when we put that mustard seed, we just put it in the pocket and say, Lord, I stepped out on it. And then what happens is it don't get watered, it don't get touched, and it doesn't grow. And when it doesn't grow, what does it do? It dies. But I'm talking to somebody today in the Holy Ghost with high faith in this service today. I believe God wants to do something not only for us collectively and individually, but I believe for the church in general, for Life Point Church. I believe it. We, we've, got a, we've got a special program today. At least that's what I want to call it, special program. It's just a special service. Back to school, we're going to be praying for our children and praying for those teachers and educators and praying for the Lord to keep them safe and bless them. But while we're praying in those, we've got to be walking in faith. And I don't know what pastor's bringing for 11. I don't know what the Lord's given him. I know what he's given me. And he's challenged me to build somebody's faith today. Just like mine's been built today. It's time for us to step out on faith with our mustard seed and say, Lord, I'm going to dig a little hole right here in the church and I'm going to plant my seed. And every time I come, every opportunity I get, if it's in Sunday school, if it's on Wednesday, if it's on a Friday, if it's on a special day, if it's on prayer night, the fact is this, I'm going to continue to water it and watch it grow. 
And when it grows into what the Lord wants it to grow in, then you can start seeing stuff be birthed. Then you can start seeing your promises come to pass. Then you can start seeing that great faith teach you how to move a mountain. Teach you how to walk on water. Not because I'm preaching. Not because this is a a lesson the Lord gave me. But is there anybody that absolutely believes that you can walk on water? Oh, y'all are all thinking now. Boy, he's asking a silly question. I can promise you those disciples were thinking silly too. Peter, you're silly for asking the Lord to tell you to come on out there. You're crazy. But he was only crazy until he actually started walking on water. Had he kept his focus, I think there would have been 11 other men jumping out that boat. Uh, I, I, my question to you, do you have little faith or do you have great faith? Because it allows me, great faith allows me to walk on water. Great faith allows me to say, mountain, get out of my way. It lets me know if, if, if we're speaking to a mountain, that means we're not on top of the mountain. We're staring at the mountain because the mountain's in front of us. So you may be staring at a mountain today that's in front of you. And you're trying to figure a way around it or you're trying to figure out how to uh, climb it and do this and do that. And the Lord's just saying, oh, ye a little faith. I've given you the ability. I've given you the power. It's called the Holy Ghost. Some people forget about that. We forget about the power that we receive after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. The power to tread on what? Serpents? But we forget about that. Why? Because we're walking in little faith. We got little doubt. Ah, the Lord didn't mean for that. He didn't mean for that. You know, I've had this sickness for all these years. I've had this for all these years. And what we do is we allow doubt to interrupt our lives because, you know, now uh, we put words in the Lord's mouth and we put words that we shouldn't be putting in the Bible and His Word. We start saying, well, the Lord is respecter of persons. You know, because I'm 90-something years old, the Lord can't do it for me. My time has come and gone. I'm sorry. I still believe the Lord's a healer. It don't matter how old you are. It don't matter how young you are. It don't matter what side of the town you live on, where you come from. The fact is this. If you walk in great faith, the Lord's going to do it. Matthew 13, 31, 32. Just so you know that I didn't make this up. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. And when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air can come and lodge in the branches thereof. My faith grows in the Lord when I continue to trust in Him to do all things through me. But yet, little faith restricts how God can use me or us to fulfill the purpose of our lives, and that's to glorify Him.
He wants to do something mighty in somebody's life today. Let's stand. He wants to do something great in this church this morning. But do you have little faith? Or do you have great faith? I believe the Lord's going to do it. And y'all can stay in the boat if you want to. But I plan on walking on water today. I plan on moving some mountains today. I plan on some circumstances being left out today. I plan on sickness being healed today. I plan on somebody getting the Holy Ghost today. I plan on watching somebody go down in Jesus' name today. Because I plan on walking in great faith. I love you. Jesus loves you. And let's take this great faith into service today and watch what the Lord does with it in your life. In Jesus' name.